go on a trip. Yeah, let's go on a trip. Yeah, baby. It's not too bad. What was the question again? <laughs> okay, let's go. I'm Angela Caterns. I'm Ian Rogerson. And welcome to Suddenly Senior. This is a podcast series for those of us who've reached a certain age in life. That's right. You can join if you're not our age, but it'll be a lot more fun if you are. <laughs> so strap yourselves in, check your blood pressure, light your spliff. Pour yourself a small bevy and let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Camilleri is one of those musicians who it seems we've all grown up with. He was Jojo Zepp when he played with the Falcons. His next band was the Black Sorrows and he's just continued to make fabulous music with his voice and his saxophone for decades. Joe Camilleri, welcome to Suddenly Senior. Hello, Angela, and it's a pleasure. <laughs> so um, you are of Maltese heritage, aren't you, Joe? I, was, I yep. was wondering what characteristics you inherit from the Maltese side of the family. My feeling is, because I came out when I was two, I didn't really know I was Maltese really till later in life, if you know what I mean, because like, I just wanted to sort of blend I just in. Wanted to blend in. Mm and be around my surroundings, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, what I find really peculiar is um, when I went back to Malta, was there a lot of people that looked like me? <laughs> and, uh, and they would talk in a certain way that I would always see my uncles and aunties talk, you know. Shut the light, Joe. <laughs> you know, they'd be doing like that. You don't want to do it like that. You're 200% wrong, Joey. Go, go, go and see you. Go, go somewhere else. Don't, don't talk to me. Oh, look, you know, and I realized that it was a thing. It wasn't the people that I knew, you know. Mm. But in, in my early days, I didn't hardly know anyone that came from Malta. So by the time I was, yeah, I left school when I was around 12 and I went, I started working in the slaughter yard and that's where you really got a sense of it. There, there was a lot of argy-bargy there and you would, you might have to fight for your life on a daily basis. Wow. wow. You grew up in a big family, right, Joe? You were the third of ten yes. children. Was that fun? It must yes. have been chaotic. And I wonder what it what it taught you about getting on with people. <laughs> it was pretty easy. You know, when I say pretty easy, it was easy getting on with people because you had to negotiate. If you if you're negotiating for the first person to sit, first few people to sit around the table for your dinner, you know, you had to negotiate. It was a lovely childhood for me on many different levels because I had loving parents and my brothers and sisters looked after each other uh, in a certain way. So we made our own entertainment, Angela, you know, so it was kind of, uh, it it was, uh, it didn't feel hard. Joe, I'm just wondering, and would that big family have helped you with your band, with dealing with a band all the way through? Because let's face it, it's always a group of people you've got to keep together. And you've kept your bands together for quite a number of years. Well, you know, my, my feeling is listen to what people have got to offer. Your idea is just one idea, you know. Yeah, you might have had the initial idea, but someone can add something to that. Don't be afraid of that. Don't be scared of sharing that. You know, when we're in flight, it's not about the song. It's about the performance. I don't want you to clock in. I want you to be there. I want you to be there and be the best you can be. And, and I think that's one of the reasons why band members like hanging out in this band. And the Falcons was, was a different kind of concept, you know. So that was the end of the time when it was, if you had a cold, no one play because it's one for all, all for one. Of course, now, you know, if, um, 
the show goes on, regardless. You have to find a depth. You have to. There's always someone you can fill in. You know. Joe, your music has been an amazing constant running through the lives of many of us who've found ourselves suddenly mm-hmm. senior. Did you ever imagine you and your music would have such a long life? No, you know, not really. <laughs> you know, there was a, there's this kind of incredible nostalgia thing right now. When they were making the best of for JoJo's and the Falcons, I had most of the pictures. I didn't have them personally. My family had the scrapbooks. I don't keep anything. Really, even gold records and platinum records, you'd never find one in my house. Isn't it true your mother looks after all that stuff? That's what used to happen with me. She'd look after all my stuff. That, that's kind of what happened, you know. Yeah. My father was a sweetheart. He would come to a gig, but he'd sort of wait outside, you know, to hear it from outside. <laughs> that's a wacky thing, isn't it? That's yeah. really wacky, you know, because he felt he was a senior citizen, but I don't know if it was an embarrassment for him or... <laughs> Or what? Maybe he thought he'd be an embarrassment for you. Maybe, you know, but he never was and never will be. But he would listen to my music in the car, in the car park of his house. Ah, cool. I miss him a lot. When I'm talking to my son, we talk about everything. Yeah. My father and I never talked about anything. The only thing he would say is stay out of trouble. That's but, all but I Joe, that, that's, that's a different time, that last generation. It's a different time, absolutely. Yeah, but know. the thing is also, you're now, and this is kind of why we're talking as well, you're the yeah. senior person. Can you see a lot of those traits from your father and you now? Because it tends to come to mind as you get older. Oh, yeah. I look like my dad, you know. starting to look more like my dad. <laughs> but they're really... I knew he loved all these children, regardless of their success or whatever they were doing. He's very shy about it, very proud, you know. You've got to remember, these people have come out. He came out here in 1949. I came out in 1950. You know, it was a hard slog. It was a 16-hour day for him. Mm. And now, the thing that I miss most of all was his confidence. You know, he believed that this is the right thing for his children. And it's in the air, you know. It's not like what you say. It's in the air. It's how you deal with things. And I try to deal with my children and not, not, well, I can talk to my children, you know, because it's hard to be a father and a friend, you know, and I miss the fact that I could never be my father's friend, you know, because I would love to have known him Mm. just Mm. as Joe Camilleri, Mm. you know. Mm. So do I have similar things? Yes. I'm kind of weird, like <laughs> he was weird. I do weird shit, and I think, oh, that's dad. That's mm. kind of dad talking, you <laughs> idiot. You get away from me. Yeah. You know? Joe, we ask all our guests, was there a time or, or did something happen that made you realise you were suddenly senior? You know, there's a time you look in the mirror because you can see everything in the mirror. You know, you just got to be open to it. So I saw a change in my physical but it wasn't till I hit around 60, I'm 70, I just turned 74, that I realised that things around me were changing. I was changing things that I found that were necessary were unnecessary anymore. Your biggest enemy is time. Therefore, utilise the time that you have and try to mm-hmm. be the best you can be with the time that you have. Uh, and and that came with the physical change where you're starting to look after certain things that you didn't care about. All of a sudden, you know, yeah. you visit the doctor a lot more. Right. All of a sudden, you have 
issues, you know. You feel the clock is ticking a bit, don't you, Joe? Well, you, well, that, that that's right, you know. And and uh, look, you know, I've had a couple of procedures. I can't do the things that I could do five years ago, but I have the will. I think there's a key to some of the situations that older people face. You know, yeah. I understand now as a musician. If I'm gonna, I've got five shows this week, right? So I'm gonna be. A 25-year-old on stage, and I'm going to be 110 years old as soon as I get off that yeah. stage. <laughs> you know, because everything that I've got for the day is going to be pushed into that one and a half hour, and then I'm going to fall apart like a cheap suit. Yeah. But but not but not on stage, right? You don't need to sit down and have a little breather on stage. No. You know, and ah. the more I smile, the more... I'm in a lot more pain than you. <laughs> so, so it's but, more uh, of a grimace, really, is it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Joe, oh, it's poor darling. I think the music's, you know, so much, you know, it, it defines you. It's something that, you know, what is it, 50, 51 albums you put out now? You you know. Yeah, well, this latest will be my 51st. Far and, out, uh, man. Is that, is that a secret weapon? You know, I mean, is it something that if even if you weren't a huge star and, and known all around, would the music have been so important to you? Is, is, is it keep you young? I, I don't know if it keeps you young, but it's my daily bread. I just love music, you know. I, I never thought I'd be a musician. I fell into the role. Every time I've hit a T-turn, I've gone one way or the other, you know. If, if I've had a hit record, it, it's a bit of an albatross around my neck because I, I feel that I have to sort of maintain this kind of level of hit making. Yeah. It's not achievable. It's, it, you just can't do it. It doesn't matter. You know, even Paul McCartney can't have a hit record at the moment. So I love music. I love waking up to music. I love playing music. I love learning about music. Does a song like So Young, which was the first mm-hmm. song I thought of when I heard we were having a chat with you, how mm-hmm. does that feel now when you play So Young? Well, I, 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 don't, <laughs> I don't play it very often, but the band really enjoy it, you know. So here's the thing, you know, so... I try not to think about <laughs> the lyric. I think about the sort of the body of the song itself, you know, and I sort of mm. try to think it's not necessarily about me. Kind of like there was a song that um, Gary Young wrote, The Girl Across the Street Just Turned 18. That freaks me out every time I hear it wow. now, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I could never play it, but I really enjoyed singing it. The things that you do today are the things that you did yesterday. So you sort of just take it on board and... and and that's what it is. But it's been an interesting uh, ride for me because I think the thing that I have in spade is that I I love being there. It's never been about being a rock star. It's never been about that side of the fence. You know, I'm not interested in that shit. But I'm interested in writing better songs. I'm interested in sort of the cinematic component of it. I want to do this till, you know, I can't. And that drives me. That's a bigger driving force than handy sometimes when you're playing to 20,000 people when you've got a nice paycheck instead of playing. You're in Milan and you play to 100 people or something like that, you know. But I'd rather be in Milan. Yeah, me too. So, Joe, let me ask you about this. In the music business, there's always a new generation of young stars coming up. Do you find that you're respected now in your in your golden years or do you feel a bit distant, passed over by them? I, I think it just depends on the person. 
really. Some people know they they know who you are and what and, and what you do. Some people don't care. I think from a media point of view, I think there's this fascination with nostalgia that annoys me uh, <laughs> a little bit because I think there's so much talent and we've been nobbled a little bit. Uh, I love all those songs, um, including my own songs. Mm. But but I, I would rather be, you know, pushing something new and, and being um, respected for that than respected for something that I no longer live. I don't live yeah. uh, the shape I'm in. I, I love playing it, but I, I don't know anything about it. How would you describe the shape you're in right now, Joe? How would you describe the shape you're in? <laughs> shape. <laughs> well, I'm a little bit overweight, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I feel good. Yeah. The thing is, I haven't given up on anything. That's good. You know, I still see what I used to see as a young man. You know, I still I can still feel the promise. Uh, I don't have any remorse. I don't say, if I could have only done that, I could have got that. You know, I had hit and run out. That was a hit and I had changed the wheel. If I only could have written another one like that, that was easier to write. Why can't I do that? I don't think about any of those things. I just think of where I am and try to be the best that I can be from, from that position. You know, we're going to Europe uh, in September. Speaking of Milan, that's where we start. And we've got a, a month's worth of work. We're doing, you know, 18 shows in 23 days. That's, that's a lot of work. It's grueling. It's hard. But the really beautiful thing is they don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. They don't care who I am. They just, all of a sudden, the music becomes the main component of it, you know. That's where you live. You live on those boards. You, you live within an inch of your life, and, and it's exciting. And it's thrilling. Yeah. So you're saying, in a way, your history doesn't follow you around. You're actually allowed to be, you know, a, a young musician on the make again. Well, that's what I'd like to do, and I wish I could have said it like that. <laughs> uh, you, you didn't go to the school of hard knocks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Joe, I, I'm just wondering, you know, because uh, Vicar and Linda have just got a gong. Uh, they've just become yeah. OAM. And, and you've had many accolades through the years. I, I, I mean, is that, is that a bonus? Is that a nice thing to get? I think it's a wonderful thing, you know, to be recognised for, for anything, you know. So they must be really chuffed about it. And they deserve it, you know. Like, you, you put your heart and soul into something and... If someone recognises it, it's only for the good. Yeah. Hey, Joe, I've got another question for you. You said you're uh, touring shortly. How has yeah. your rider changed over the years? How's my? Your rider. I'm oh, my rider. <laughs> well, you know, here's, we're, we're overqualified in the rider, Angela. You know, we've got, <laughs> we've always got vodka. <laughs> we've always got beers. We've always got wine. Here's the, the weird thing is, the rider is normally for the for the road crew because barely any of us drink. Mm. We're drinking Coca Cola <laughs> um, right. and um, and soda water, and there's a lot of aspirin. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we still got some heavy hitters. I, I've never drunk. Oh, is that right? I had my champagne years. Uh, what about the um? What about being Maltese? Do you adhere yeah. to the Mediterranean diet, which, after all, is supposed to be the greatest <laughs> contributor to a long and healthy life? Well, thank you, Angela. But you haven't obviously uh, you haven't seen me lately. I've expanded to the next generation. Uh, <laughs> no, I eat pretty well, and I, I try to stay as fit as I can be. 
all you can do is what you can do. I'm always looking forward to what's coming. So, you know, I try to get fit for what's coming and I try to stay fit. I don't know what that means. You know, I'm, not, I'm a 74-year-old fit guy. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I, I know I'm fit to play. That's my main goal. I live 100k out of Melbourne. I got home from Tom Price yesterday and the first thing I did was I started pruning the trees, you know, <laughs> because I, you- I needed the plum trees were getting too big. Now, I want to... I want a good crop this year. Oh, so you're running a bit of a veggie garden, Joe. <laughs> well, you know, I think there's a thing. You know, there's something in that. There's something between the the earth and you. you yeah, know, of course yeah. there is. Mother yeah. Earth is trying to drag you down. You're trying <laughs> to pull yourself up. Uh, <laughs> I can see you gardening out there, maybe with a mandolin ready just in case. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, you know, sons of the sea. But... It's gorgeous, you know, like yeah. just seeing the seasons change is a beautiful thing. I've got lots of roses. I got them right, you know. I did two wheelie bins full of stuff yesterday and I felt good. I felt ready to write a song, but of course, by the time I got to the piano, I, there was nothing. It was empty. <laughs> so you went and had a good lie down. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I did, but I was tipping point, you know. It's kind of, I don't know what it is with that show, but it's got me. <laughs> just an English show, just stupid. Yeah. Uh, so I watched that with a cup of tea. Oh, well, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, listen, Joe, uh, look, good luck with the touring. But look, it, what a pleasure to have a chat with you, Joe. Thanks so much for joining us. It's a pleasure. Lovely to talk, Joe. Thanks. All the best. Thank you, Angela. I hope we cross floors somewhere down the line. Please like and also subscribe. Thank you for listening. I'm Angela Caterns. I'm Ian Rogerson. Leave a comment, as long as it's nice. <laughs> if it's not, that's right. Fuck off. Yes. See you next time, Ange. Bye. And I want wine with my meds. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>